We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You need to know what this is, too? Yeah, I really do. You don't know what this is? No. I haven't even heard a voice yet, though. Chill on me. Hey, hey, Jeff, do we have to take his card? Hold on. My card is unrevocable. I know what card y'all talking about. The <laughs> card is unrevocable. You don't, you don't know who this is? B, he's still a baby, B. I don't give a damn. We moving in that time of the world, B. Yeah, I know the song. I just don't. Can I get up more when than the When I woke up this morning, could have sworn it was Judgment Day. I have a favorite artist. Do you, I'm going to find out if you listen to this show. Who's my favorite artist? Teddy Pendergrass. The purple one, man. Oh, this is Prince. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, well, come on, man. Be Mr. Finley, 1067 The Fan. As you know, Finley is not here because he knows all the songs. But the brother over here don't know any <laughs> damn song we put on from our genre. Linnell Willingham. Let's <laughs> join us now on a bet here, I guess. Now, let's go straight to it. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't play that bet. Without checking with BetQL, BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get free, three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Mike, what's up, brother? How you doing? Yeah. Mike, I, I, I can, have no I have no word. I, come on, Mike. Can you come believe on, that this brother did not I, I don't know, even know what to say. He, I mean, he, had, he had a lucky guess, guess with Run DMC earlier. He didn't know who that was. Uh, then now he doesn't know who Prince is. I guess like our family reunion's not a thing. Like young fella never sat around <laughs> no, like with the, the boom box with the, the old hits play. Like what are we oh, what are we doing? Like are we failing this this generation? Like I don't know, my kids know what it like he said, I haven't heard the words, like you heard those first few notes. You're supposed to know who that is. Yeah, man. See, listen, JP and I one day was trying to do a comparison between Jeff and Linnell. Jeff to me is twenty five million years ahead of Linnell now, just based off of those last two statements he made. Yeah, but you know what? And, we, and the way he said, <laughs> "Oh, my card's unrevocable." Look, look, like, okay. Oh, it's revocable. <laughs> he should be going well, right now. <laughs> gonna send him back this back to oh wow. <laughs> send him back uh. to the future. But anyway, man, two very good football games coming up uh, this weekend. I, I was look. I read your article last night. You broke it down. And based on how each team can win this thing, from 49ers and the Eagles all the way to Kansas City and the uh, and, and and the Kansas City and the Cincinnati Bengals, let's start off with the AFC. 
Joe Burrow seems to have the number of the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Do you right. think it continues on, or is Patrick Mahomes going to come out of Because you know when somebody's wounded, sometimes they come out fighting a different way. Will Pat come right. out with some miracle stuff? Yeah, well, that, that's it's a lot is going to depend on his health and what he's able to do. Because, I mean, look, we saw him get the job done against Jacksonville. But Jacksonville is a team that, hey, they did really well to upset in the wild card round and, and get to this round. But they were not ready um, for, you know, the next round, for the divisional round. So going up against a team that's been there before, a defense that's more well-rounded is going to be a challenge for Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, I would love to see him win another one, but there's something about these Bengals, man. <laughs> they have this edge, they have this swag to them, and and they just they're ready to to take this thing. They've got a huge chip on their shoulder because of the way that the NFL got to get the refunds, <laughs> right? You know, and so they are out to prove, like, hey, we weren't a fluke last year, and you messed up by thinking about this neutral thing and, you know, the neutral side and folks and all that attention, like we weren't going to make it to this thing. Um, and so, I mean, they've beaten them three straight times. Is the fourth time the charm? I don't know, but things do seem to match up really well for Cincinnati um, against this, uh, this Chiefs team. Mike, I, I hear everything that everyone's saying about, you know, how Cincinnati has the number of the Kansas City Chiefs. And we give all the attention to this Bengals defense, but we, we just had Solomon Wilcox on, and I brought this up to him. This Chiefs pass rush this year, I know Chris Jones is the one that gets a lot of credit, but Carlos Dunlap has is, is reinvented himself in playing good football. George Carl Loftus is getting to the quarterback off the edge. Frank Clark, they got a bevy of dudes that can get after the passer. I know Joe Burrow in his quick release is really what's got us all drooling right now, but do you think there's a shot with the attrition that Cincinnati is dealing with up front the Kansas City's defensive line is able to control the tempo of this game. Well, I mean, that, that patchwork offensive line did not seem to struggle last week against <laughs> yeah. Buffalo. It's you a know? different animal, though. I, would, I think Kansas right. City's pass rush is more formidable. Right. They didn't have, you know, it would have been interesting to see if they had Von Miller, you know, right. um, what that Buffalo front would have been like. I do think that there's a chance uh, for the Chiefs. I'm not counting them out completely. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is they are able to spread out a defense and then they're able to run the football, um, you know, create favorable looks and things. They're very balanced. Um, and so that's going to put pressure on this defense front because, yes, they can get after um, and get up to quarterback really well. Uh, stopping the run is, you know, a challenge. And it's something that, you know, we've seen them kind of with mixed results. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it is. Again, yes, Chris Jones um, is great. Frank Clark, a lot of those guys. Uh, but, again, when you're able to attack a defense in multiple ways, whether it's running the ball, whether it's passing the ball, um, you know, it just makes things uh, that much more challenging for you. And we know that against the run, um, you know, that's something that the Chiefs, they will give up those yards, you yeah. know. And, and so that's why it's hard to, to say, like, you know, one way or the other, because I think that both of these teams are equipped to go out there and win games, but and win you know this this showdown. Uh, but there's something about uh, Cincinnati, and just because of the uncertainty of Mahomes um, and and his effectiveness, if he can't move around and do all the wizardry um, like we've seen, I don't know. This doesn't have to do directly with this game coming up, but everyone was talking about Josh Allen last year, like he's the next guy. They were trying to move him past Patrick Mahomes. 
could Joe Burrow be the guy moving up there? And, uh, you know, I, I know we talk about these contracts a lot. We're going to discuss this later on. Joe Burrow is in his third year. Mm-hmm. They're going to start talking to him rather soon. Yeah. And I yeah. just watched the pivot the other day, and D. Smith was saying how the NFL hasn't had guaranteed contract because the free agents coming out haven't demanded them. Mm. Can Joe Burrow kick that off, and then Pat Mahomes will have to start doing some stuff coming up here soon. Can he be the next? And then, and then those quarterbacks start saying, hey, we're not playing unless we get it because we know they promote this league by the quarterbacks. And if any, if it's ever going to be that rave going, they're going to be the guys to get it. But I look at Joe right now in a way where Joe is a young-looking dude, but he's savvy as hell under that young look. Yeah. That young look. Yeah, the way he plays, he does not play like a guy who's, you know, in his third or fourth year um, in the league. He has just got a confidence to him. Um, like you said, gets the ball really quickly. Um, and, and this is going to show us right here. Um, where we think of Patrick Mahomes as the guy, as the elite um, young quarterback of this next generation right here. But Joe Burrow's beaten him three times now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he gets him right here, then maybe it's, you know, Thank goodness for Patrick Mahomes that he got his Super Bowl before Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, you know, and you know we're looking at Josh Allen, and he might be you know a guy like a you know when you think about those guys who are unfortunate to be in the same generation with some of these guys here who are like really great. Played with Michael Jordan, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the Reggie Millers, the Patrick Ewings, you know, the Clyde Drexlers. You know, that might be what Josh Allen is. Mike, I want to look at the NFC Championship matchup. San Francisco traveling to the link to take on the Red Hot Eagles. Do you think this is the week that the other shoe drops, so to speak, for Brock Purdy? He has come out and exceeded everyone's expectation as Mr. Irrelevant and leading this group to the playoffs. San Francisco, I believe they won eight straight to, to close out the regular season, or they're currently on an eight-game winning streak. Mike, they haven't seen anything like this Philadelphia Eagles pass rush, though. No, they haven't, and that's why it's going to be really important for them to be able to run the football, um, set the tone early, uh, and, and keep uh, these Eagles defenders from being able to pin back their ears and get after Brock Purdy. You know Kyle Shanahan um, is going to – he's one of the best strategic uh, coaches that's in the league. He's going to find the weakness of the defense, and part of it is stopping the run, as Washington showed um, against this team here. He's going to throw all kinds of different formations and position grouping to put them in unfavorable positions and try to create um, opportunities in the run game because he knows he's got to ease pressure on Brock Purdy. Now, thing is, they have a very good secondary as well. So, you know, this is probably the toughest defense that Purdy has gone up against. You know, we saw him last week against Dallas. Um, I thought Dallas had a great game plan. And really, um, if their offense could have been able to do anything other than throw the ball to the wrong team, um, (laughs) then maybe they would have won that game. You hold, you know, the 49ers to 19 points with all the weapons that they have, you should win that game. So um, we'll see what happens here again. Yes, toughest challenge so far, but each week Brock Purdy seems to find a way, but it's also because he doesn't have to do too much. He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got Devo Samuel. He's got – Trent Williams in front of him. He's got, you know, Brandon Ayuk. He's got George Kittle. He's got so many weapons and that great defense that he just has to play his role. And because of that, he just, man, that kid just slings the ball. He fits the ball in the tight spaces. Um, you know, we, we see him playing with more and more confidence. So I think this is going to be a really, really good game. Who's the most pressure on, I would say, at quarterback? I mean, Brock has all those weapons. He could just sit back and just deliver the football. 
But the Eagles offense works when they have a Jalen uh, Hurts in there. Jalen came back, and they won 38-7 two years in a row <laughs> in that divisional game. And right. he looks like he's completely back. If he's completely back, is pressure on him to make sure they get over the hump, or is it on their defense? Um, I do think there is pressure on him because he is, um, you know, like they say, the straw that stirs the drink. Um, everything keys off of him. Now, yes, the defense has got to provide that backing, but he's got to go out there and, you know, this is a really tough defense that he's going up against. Yeah. You know, the 49ers um, are among the best out there. And so if you're Brock Purdy, yes, you know, you want to go out there and you do well, and you, but you've got all these veterans that you're leaning on. Now, the good thing, the Eagles were very smart. They gave him A.J. Brown to go with Devontae Smith. They've got Dallas Goddard. Um, they got Miles Sanders, 1,000-yard rusher, 2,000-yard receivers. So it's not like he's working with nothing, but a lot of it does center on him, and, you know, he's got those expectations. Um, so I do think there's a good amount of pressure on him. Is this the best offense that San Francisco has faced? Because you look at them, like you said, 2,000-yard receivers, 1,000-yard uh, running back, and a quarterback who can get in the end zone as often as anybody else. Yeah, this is, you know, as far as the what they've seen is the, the NFC, um, definitely so. Now, they did see um, San Francisco did play the uh, the Chiefs um, and lost to them. What was it? Uh, I think it was like 45 to 25 or something like that um, during the regular season. Um, so, They've they've this defense has gone up against some some tough you know challenges. Um, they also they ran up against the Bengals and fell short against them. So this is probably the most um, well-rounded offense that the 49ers have gone up against. Uh, because when you think about uh, the Chiefs, you know that's so centered on Mahomes um, and you know the the Bills. They were able to you know I mean the Bengals they you know so we'll see. Um, but. It's going to make for a great storyline, great chess match between these two teams. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Do you think the way that these two rosters have been constructed, Mike, really proving and going against the notion that you need a first-round quarterback to have success, do you think we could, we'll could we start to see more teams try to emulate this formula and insulate the roster around a mid-round quarterback so you don't have to spend all that money? Well, I mean, look, if you have the opportunity to get an elite quarterback, you're going to do that. But um, it does show you that, okay, you just if you set the table right and really make sure you have a quality offensive line, a quality defense, and build around that guy, you can position him for success. Um, you know, and, and I do think that, you know, Brock Purdy has something special. There were a lot of, you know, talent evaluators that got something wrong that missed something on him. Definitely. I'm not saying yeah. that, you know – We've seen Kyle Shanahan uh, get out, get a lot out of um, multiple quarterbacks, um, but you know you can't just count on. You can't be you know Washington and think, okay, let's just draft somebody in the seventh round and just you know put them in there, expect them to do something. Um, you know this is a, a really good and I think unique situation here, but it does show yes, um, you can't be too reliant on the quarterback. And but if you look at you know look at the AFC Cincinnati, right? <laughs> right. Those the AFC teams, they all have elite young quarterbacks but they still built around them. They didn't just throw them out there and expect those guys to work miracles. They gave them, um, you know, a Jamar Chase. Uh, they gave them Stefan Diggs. You know, they gave them, you know, all kinds of weapons, um, you know, in Kansas City. So, yeah, you got to surround any of your quarterbacks um, and hope that you have a, a system, a smart offense coordinator that can play to that quarterback's strengths um, and, and really meld things together. Listen, I, I look at Kansas City, okay, and I'm, this is a question, 
when we look at, we always talk about the quarterbacks. We talk about the top-notch defensive player. But I'm looking at this little kid, Pacheco, uh, over there yep. in Kansas City. Uh, they lose Tyreek Hill. He comes in, doesn't look like they missed anything. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he's a, what, a six, seven-round pick too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's pick. like, would you see him as like that unsung hero dude of the, all of this? Because, I mean, he can get it done in multiple ways. Yeah, I do see that because, remember, they were hoping that, that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was going to be ready to roll yeah. and, and be that guy. He gets hurt, and then what do you do? You wind up turning to this rookie, and, you know, he finished with, you know, 800-and-something rushing yards, um, I think five touchdowns. You know, he was a guy, and then as, as he's gone on, he's continued to get better. And, yes, that eases pressure on Mahomes. He can do it all, but when you have balance, um, that's the key. And because of the way that we've seen with them, yeah, they can pass and pass, but they also are better when they can keep the defense honest um, and throw the run game. And, you know, you know, we see with San Francisco and Philly, they use the run game to set the tone and then pass off of it. They, the Chiefs, they start with the pass game and then they have a nice changeup with the run game. And Pacheco has been probably the most effective back that they've had since uh, Kareem Hunt, I think. I want to take things off of the championship game for a second. We we just had news coming before we uh, started this segment that Nathaniel Hackett going to be the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets this year. Uh, I know a lot of people instantly starting to connect the dots. Uh, as to how they could, the dots. Nobody else how, is. About how they could acquire Aaron Rodgers potentially. Mm-hmm. What do you right, think right. of Rodgers' fit in New York with media lifestyle and just the way that Aaron has been known to carry himself, do you think he'd be able to handle a situation like New York? The dude loves attention and wears the spotlight brighter than New York. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) he'd be able to handle it because, you know, as we've seen the last two years, he's done all this like, oh, what am I going to do? What's Aaron going to do? And it's drama and it's questions about him constantly. So I don't think he'll have any problem with media scrutiny. Um, I think he craves that. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see. And I do think the Packers would prefer uh, to trade him outside of the, the conference. Um, you know, and here we are. Um, do, does there. the and Jets have enough to trade for him? That's what we'll have to see. Um, you know, do are they willing to, to give up uh, multiple first-round picks uh, to, to do this? Now, you know, you look at their roster, they have, you know, a lot of young talent. But is it enough talent to satisfy Aaron Rodgers and make him feel like he could win a Super Bowl? With this group, I don't know. So, so that's also the thing. Like, okay, um, I think that they wanted somebody who has similarities to what they were running already. Um, Nathaniel Hackett comes from the Matt, La- Matt LaFleur, um, which comes from Shanahan. Uh, Mike LaFleur was the offensive coordinator there who came from Kyle Shanahan. So that helps them. So don't just assume that it's just Aaron Rodgers, but it does make you start to wonder. But again, do they have enough? to appease Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Yeah, that's the whole thing about it. You know, Linnell is ready to have a whole show about that whole topic, <laughs> and I refuse to go there because I told him what's, what's the biggest thing for me right now is the NFC Championship game, AFC Championship, and then the Super Bowl. After that, I'll talk about all that stuff all I want, but I don't think just because Hackett is going there, especially off of the year he just had, right. that it, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so great for everybody. Just And then you got to notice, when you move – to another area, you may not have all those pieces in place like you did when you had success. Yeah, and the other thing about Hackett is, okay, so he wasn't a play caller in Green Bay. He showed that he's not a good play caller in Denver because he wound up having to give up play calling duties and things didn't get better. So now you're hiring him to be your play caller 
um, in New York. Mm. I don't know, man. I mean, that almost feels kind of like a desperate move, hoping that you get Rodgers. But are you, Mm. you know, if you don't get Rodgers, is this the guy that can take your offense to another level? Mm. I don't know. I like the guy as a person. Spent some time with him, smart guy. But um, he just looked like he's in over his head a little bit. All right, well, Mike, give me a prediction. Who is going to win the AFC Championship game? Who's going to win the NFC Championship game? My heart says Kansas City uh, wins the AFC. My head is telling me Cincinnati. My heart is telling me San Francisco. My head is telling me Philly. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you, man. We're going to see what your heart says. You're going to see we're going to follow. Yep. Next time I talk to you, I'm going to follow your heart or your head. And, Mike, I owe you some gumbo, man. So next time I cook gumbo, I got to give you a call and I'll make sure we connect to drop it off to you. Please, let me please. I will I will come to you wherever it is. And, and hey, go play some Prince for this young man, please. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know who Prince and man, DMC was. All right, Mike, take care, man. Appreciate you. you. All right, Mike. That's Mike Jones joining us from Athletic. And you know what? Mike just told you what his head and his heart is going to do. So it's time for you all to think about your head and your heart. So, hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. NFL Conference Championships are this Sunday, and you can enjoy more drills than a two-minute drill on FanDuel. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account because they're giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means you'll get free bets back if your conference championship same-game parlay does not hit. Bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to which player will score a touchdown. Or if you can't decide, you can ride with thousands of other fans and bet the popular same-game parlays already made for you. If you're new to FanDuel, sign up with promo code BRIAN, that's B-R-I-A-N, to see for yourself why it's America's number one sportsbook. If you already have FanDuel, you can start building your no-sweat same-game parlay today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. Got to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. Three-plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable free bet that expires seven days after receipt. Max bonus is $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gambler. Be Mitchell Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MV, MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. I actually love talking to this dude in the breaks because Linnell comes out with some different things. Sometimes we agree. Most times we disagree. But um, Linnell has been wanting to talk about this quarterback situation and which way is the proper way, whether you sign a vet or you go with a young quarterback. And I think that situation, there is no straight answer on it. Right. It goes based off of where your team is at that point. Do you have a team that's good enough, like San Francisco, right. to be able to hold up with a young quarterback? But think about, think about what happened with San Francisco. They had traded for a guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, they traded for Garoppolo, Garoppolo initially, yeah. Then they go and make a trade and draft way up mm-hmm. for Trey Lance. But the seventh pick, the last pick of the seventh round is your quarterback right now. Why? Because Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Kittles, Yep. Okay. Uh, 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 Trent. Trent is over there. Ayuk. We got Debo, Debo Samuel. We got Ayuk. 
yeah, I can I can get a less of a quarterback that has experience. I understand, guy, I understand it works both ways. He I'm played saying, four years. Correct. So he comes out with a level of experience and IQ that we don't understand because that same kid went toe-to-toe against Jalen Hurts when Jalen Hurts was at Oklahoma. Yeah. They lost 42-41 right. to Jalen Hurts' team. Now, what happens is we have gotten accustomed to young quarterbacks coming out of school and they come out after playing one year as a starter, possibly two years as a starter. Right, at the max, yeah. We don't see many of them playing four because when they're that no. good, the leagues start pulling them. So what happens now when you got a little NIL money, which you were talking about, if the guy says, well, I don't have to leave right now because I'm I'm at this school, I'm the top dog, he may be pushing seven figures right. NIL. I can stay in the college an extra year, get me a little bit more experience, and then what if a team that was looking for a quarterback that went and got a veteran guy and they fell, didn't do well, I come out, I get drafted fourth, fifth round, mm-hmm. and I show up and I become a Kirk Cousins or a Russell Wilson. It's possible. You know, those things can happen. I just think that it's not a one-stop shop where you got to go young or you got to go old. It's wherever your team is situated at that moment. I'm saying from this perspective, if you're a GM and you just got hired and you're inheriting a group, what would be your preferred route? Or do you think it truly is dependent on what you already got? If I'm a GM and I rolled in and – you, so let's put let's draw the scenario. We don't, out, make it real. You got a top five pick. We don't, and I got a top five pick, and my team is ready to roll. And I see a guy that can sling it around in college right now, and he's coming from a, a offense where he had to read some defense. I'm drafting him. You know why? Because I can also, when I draft him, I can do just like Kyle. Kyle had a, a low, a late round pick. Right. When they got birdie, I can go and get if I got top five pick. So this guy can spin it. Mm-hmm. I now have him on a rookie contract for the next four to five five years, basically. Mm-hmm. Four years, if he showed me great, then I'm going to give him a new contract. But I have the chance now for the next four years to go add some pieces that are going to help him be even better. What, happened has, what has happened so much in the NFL where we go draft a young quarterback, the team is average as hell, yeah, and we want him to come in and be the savior. We want him to be Superman. So I mean, I'll ask this question. If Kyle Shanahan had drafted Fields, Justin Fields in San Fran, are we saying Justin Fields? Oh man, people talking about they should draft Bryce Young up in uh in um Chicago. Are we saying that right now? Are we saying, man, Justin Fields gonna be the first guaranteed contract? He gonna come and get him a guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson? Right. It's where you fall and what you have. And the veteran quarterback, okay, I can have a team sitting in there and I know we need another receiver. We need a, maybe another defensive player. So I look at the veteran quarterback, he's going to cost me $40 million or $35 million. Right. The rookie may comes in, come in and I, I'm let's say if he's a, 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 a late-round guy, I'm going to have to give him a little signing bonus and give him a base salary of $700,000. The dude makes a million-something. I can go build the whole damn team and make him look better because the statement I said earlier, quarterback, most dependent position in football, in, in all the sports, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so when we look at these teams and say, oh, man, that quarterback, he makes it happen by himself. No, he don't. 
Tom Brady. Nobody. Tom Brady nobody get blocked does. for. Correct. Uh, although the offensive line isn't great with uh with, with, with Burrow right now, that offensive line blocks like a, a, a sob when it comes down to the running game. So now what you have to do on defense, you slow down. And what does he do? He gets the ball out of his hand quick. So if you hesitate, now he, he works. The offensive line don't have to be great at that moment. But with that, with that team-building philosophy, I think it's much harder to draft and select a franchise quarterback than it is to draft the pieces around him, right? It's much more difficult to find to draft a quarterback than it is to draft those insulating pieces. For one, you got more than one way to, to, to bring in help for the quarterback. You can draft him. You can use your salary cap money in free agency. For me, I just don't think we've seen enough of a track record to say, hey, look, the veteran route is more sustainable. Because teams try it. Even like, like San Francisco is the funniest example because, like you said, they literally tried to they do did it, it every ways, way. And they both tried, way it worked. Exactly. And they ultimately and Now, up. hold on. I'll hit you with this. <laughs> Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Who is arguably the best quarterback ever? No question. He went to a team, the veteran quarterback, a aging veteran quarterback. Correct. He went to Tampa when Tampa was what already loaded. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So lo- no matter how you do it, your team better be over the hump. I just think even with Tampa's situation, would they have been better suited with a young guy that can give you sustained success? Because look at Brady. Yes, he got there and won him a Super Bowl, but his time's about to be up. It ain't even four year, four yeah, years. Yeah, but, but but think about this: Tom Brady rolled in already knowing how to play. Correct. And and, and he had a right. loaded team. That young quarterback, just like JP was saying yesterday about Bryce Young, the how he, how great he is now. I said that's the same thing they said about Justin Fields last year. So he went back and he checked Justin Fields' stuff. Justin Fields completed seventy eight, almost eighty percent of his damn passes. It's easy in college. in college, right? So if you now you come to this league. That kid can still be good if you have an offensive coordinator who understands how to make it easier for him, take pressure off of that quarterback. But when Tom rolled down into Tampa, Tom didn't have to know nothing about this league. He knows this league. And the team was already ready made. The team was loaded. That's the thing. So the the young quarterback might come in, and he's going to have some struggles early on. Then again, he may not. But the problem is when you draft a young quarterback, Top five, top ten. You are normally a sucky team. Correct. Okay. Unless you, you trade lost. Up. You lost last year. Right. You lost. That's why you're in the top ten picking. Exactly. And Unless when you, you pick yeah. that guy, this is we are in a microwave society. So when we draft that guy, we bring him in, and we are he hears it. Every fan is saying, "Man, you our guy, number one pick. He's gonna take us to the promised land." That guy has all that pressure. He has to be the savior. Which, it, what you do, listen, I don't care which round you draft the guy. When he comes in, I would say treat him more or less like he's just a part of the crew. Then so, he is the savior. Yeah, right? yeah. You, if you treat him like but that. But I think then, that's what separates the dogs and the ones who deserve these $50 million contracts from the regular pedestrians. Because Joe but, Burrow came in and they didn't have anything in Cincinnati. But see, that's, that, but and that, he took him to the Super Bowl. But that's how life works, okay? If you are in the IT business right now, mm-hmm. And you went. You working at this company that they're not. not and let's say the this cyber cyber security IT, stuff. IT, yeah, IT and things of that nature. Let's say you're in that business, and all of a sudden you're coming from a company that they've had the last people that were the best, and they went to this place. That guy got five hundred thousand to go to this place. Another guy got five twenty five. You're number three coming up. 
They're not going to give you 100. You're going to get 500 some thousand too. You know why? Because they're going to assume that you're just like them because you came from a certain area. Right. So that's how life works. So once you get to the place, you might not be producing. But you already got your four, five-year deal signed. You're ready to roll. And you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that that's how life, it, it, it plays it like that. But ultimately, you have to give, I don't give a damn who the quarterback is. He has to have help. Of Ronald, course. Ronald McDonald is the only guy I saw <laughs> can throw a ball, bat it, be the catcher, and also catch it outfield on a commercial. Right. Okay? Quarterbacks I can't do that. that, no matter how good they are. I think the question is how much help do some of these dudes need? Because I think if you're making $50, $60 million like Aaron Rodgers is trying to do, you, you're basically conceding the help that you're asking for. I just wonder, are we going to see but a philosophical change in how Aaron we build Rogers teams fault. move forward? That's not Aaron Rodgers' It's not. Fault. The, market the, was league, set. the league's fault is to come out and say that the quarterback can make the highest percentage right. of the salary. Right. That's what the league set up. Why did they set that up? Because the league set it up for the – who did they promote the league with? The quarterbacks. Okay? Yeah. And at one point, the quarterback was only a certain criteria. Now it's getting to a different thing. Yeah. So now it's coming to the point where, oh, it's a problem now that certain guys are making money when they probably shouldn't. But let's look at it. Mm-hmm. Every quarterback is not the best player on the damn football no, team. No, they're not, and that's what I want to get so into next. I think we teams, have a crisis at quarterback. On some teams, D. Lyman can be the best. Yeah. Running back can be the best. Receiver can be the best. But the way that it's set up in that CBA, the quarterback gets more. That shouldn't automatically be the deal, but that's what the rules are. And if you have a kid that can throw the ball or catch it, tell him to become a quarterback because he'll get more money of it. <laughs> See what I'm I, look, I'll put him in baseball. All right, we're going to take a break here because Linnell believes that there's a crisis going on with the quarterbacking that's coming out of college because of the NIL deals, name, image, likeness. I believe that it's going to help in the long run. He thinks it's going to be hurting. We're going to find out. Be Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. We'll be right back. If you're looking to buy a car, I'm going to tell you where you need to go. You need to go out to Orsman. They've been serving the customers in this area for well over 100 years. Orsman is conveniently located all around Northern Virginia. They sell all types of domestic and import vehicles, such as Toyotas, Fords, Kias, Lincolns, Jeeps, Dodges, Ram trucks, Chryslers, Chevrolets, Buicks, and GMCs. Listen, I mentioned the Kias earlier because my family, they love them, and I keep sending people over to Orsman Chantilly Kia. My buddy Bill over there, Billy and Chantilly, takes care of people. They offer you incredible deals, great selection, fantastic financing, and exceptional service. And it's all backed by the exclusive Oarsman Lifetime Edge. With up to $1,500 in bonus extras, including complimentary car washes with every scheduled maintenance, loaner cars with every major maintenance, and the Oarsman Lifetime Engine Guarantee. And if you bring any car into Oarsman, they will buy it from you regardless of the make, the model, or the year. I told you all over and over again, I've sent people over there and Billy took care of them. Six cars, I think, or so in like the last four to five months. And I think, you know what? I got a lot of other people looking to get cars, and I know Billy's going to take care of them just like he would take care of me. They will pay you up to 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value if you have a pre-owned vehicle that you want to get, get or you want to trade in or you want to just sell. They'll take care of it for you. And as they like to say in Orsman, Virginia stores, 
Let's ride together. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. B. Mitchell Philly, 1067 The Fan. Before we left, we were talking about how Linnell believes that the I do NIL is going to affect the quarterbacking moving forward. Explain yourself, because I don't, I don't so, mind listening to new ideas if they make sense. So our buddy, our buddy Jason Lockenfor at the Washington Post uh, put out an article a couple of days ago, and the headline reads that NFL team, NFL franchises in need of a quarterback uh, might face a difficult offseason. And Jason does a really nice job in this article outlining why that could be the case. So this is one quote I'll listen. that I really want to hone in and focus on. And it says, this is from an anonymous GM across the league. It says, no one in media is really talking about this, but there's not going to be a middle class of quarterbacks in this draft upcoming. And that's really what I want to hone on. Um, And he said, I counted like 19 kids who would usually at least think about declaring for school who have decided to stay in school. Mm -hmm. So I think because we're losing that middle tier of quarterbacks this year, and the draft specifically, you're going to see a lot of boom or bust. And this is what we kind of started talking about earlier. That was draft is already anyway, isn't it? Of course. But I think you're going to see much more. You're going to see a more high variance now between. There's going to be less in-between guys. There's going to be less Sam Howells and guys who you think could be mid-rounders that will be backups and things of that nature. Because of the NIL deals, and we were talking about this during the break, if I'm a third to sixth-round quarterback prospect and I, and I get told by my agent, hey, look, Teams are talking about drafting you between the fourth and the sixth round. Mm-hmm. There are some guys that are projected to go mm-hmm. in that range where, the depending on the school that they're at, the NIL money is so rich that it doesn't even make sense financially but see, I for think, you to declare I, I for the draft. I think that's a total assumption because it's a case-by-case case situation. How many quarterbacks, we, we've heard people start dropping what certain quarterbacks are making. Are getting right. Not many of them are making seven figures. I think if you really go and look, not many of them are making seven figures. And the ones that are making seven figures are going to get drafted in the first two rounds for the most part. So, we're talking about the middle ground. Do they sign 32 quarterbacks a year in the middle ground to be a backup? No. A lot of teams already have their backups. And, I, I listen, I love a lot of stuff that Jason wrote, but, People that are looking for a quarterback are not drafting the middle tier. Think about this, right? This is – let's look at Stetson Bennett. Okay. Who is – Who's rich already. Go ahead. Rich already, but if you look at where evaluators are placing him in this draft, uh-huh. Mel Kuyper Jr. put out his mock. He's saying that teams are have like a fourth or fifth round grade on him. Uh-huh. His NIL money this year – was six hundred ninety nine thousand dollars, and his and his he's ro- not gonna make that, and his ro- that's a lie, because it, Stetson Bennett would get drafted in the fourth fifth round. Stetson Bennett's a senior; he's leaving because he's leaving school. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stetson Bennett 
make the team on the roster, his rookie salary is going to be right at six eighty-five to seven hundred thousand dollars. Since he's a quarterback, he will get a boost on it. He may make eight to nine hundred thousand dollars as a salary. Right. Okay. He's also going to get a signing bonus, a roster bonus, whatever else that his agent can uh, sit up there and go for him. I came into the draft as a fifth round quarterback that didn't expect to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of little stuff, little clauses that got me extra money. You think Stetson Bennett, who just won the championship, is not going to have extra stuff in there? So He'll easily make that money. So think about this. So it says right here, uh, the pay scales for fifth rounders. The top fifth round pick gets a four-year, $3.64 million deal. It's a salary of $698,000 annually. Okay. You look at this. There's a kid at Washington State by the name of Cameron Ward. Uh-huh. His NIL deal was $402,000. Yeah. Or, or excuse me, not – I'm looking at Stetson Bennett's money. Just to use Be- uh, Bennett as the example. His money that he's making in his one year at Georgia – It's $402,000. No, it's $699,000. 699000 yeah. That's more than what he would make getting drafted. Dude. And what's harder? But, but What's harder? What, what, but, going to being an NFL professional or being a regular college kid on you, campus you're a where college you're talking kid to who has to go to class every day and maintain a great ain't going to no damn class. He's going to class. See, listen to me, bro. If I'm about to go to the NFL and I'm going to be – and I make it as a backup quarterback on a football team, if my salary is six eighty five, I probably got three four hundred thousand 400000 to sign. Okay. I don't know what type of signing bonuses they're but getting I'm in the saying, third round. So but, I, I'll, I'll look but, that but up. But I am not going to – if and let's remember, Stetson Bennett is gone from college now. Mm-hmm. So he's going to take that opportunity to play in the NFL. There's a, there's a couple other names but on Stetson here. But Stetson Bennett still, at the NFL level, he got the $607,000 salary. And as a quarterback, they're going to get a little boost on that. Plus, he could sign in – endorsement deals on top of it. You get what I'm saying? And the fact that he was so damn good in college, somebody that was doing the NIL deal is now going to lock to him as a professional player and give him a little bit more money. They don't lose money in that sense. Now, if you got a guy who's playing at a small school mm-hmm. who probably, he's, he's, he's the, the one name in the town that's somebody, he probably won't get drafted anyway. So he's not going to go trade – Take a free agent opportunity. Mm-hmm. This but, is my this is my favorite example. The ahead. South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler, who before last college football season started, people were talking about him being a top five pick. Mm-hmm. Had a terrible year, ends up having to transfer. Had a stellar year this past year at uh, South Carolina. Yep. He went back to school this year for his senior year. Like he's could have came out for the twenty twenty three draft. He decided to go back. The NIL money is why he's making two million dollars this okay. year. As an NIL quarterback, and, and, but he let, would have been a projected but, 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 third, but, but, fourth round but, pick. But, but let's break it down a little bit on that, Linnell. See, I, I'm, I'm finding holes in your argument. If Spencer Rattler mm-hmm. was coming out as a top five pick, he wouldn't have went back to school for that two million dollars. Right, I get that. What so, I'm saying ho- is, we're losing that middle crop of guys. No, what you're you're not necessarily losing the middle crop. Spencer Rattler was once a guy just like uh, Sam Howell was right. that was projected to go a certain area. Right, Sam mm-hmm. Howell had to go back to school. Spencer Rat had to go back to school because of not the NIL money, because of the rules. And then they went back to school. Now he's trying to come out. He go, oh, I'm going to be down the line. But the problem is, what if Spencer Rattler had come to the NFL? This year? Okay. Let me finish. And he had signed a contract with these clauses in it. So 
if he were to become a starter, he was to do this, he's going to get this kicker in certain things. Of course. Spencer Rattler might make more than $2 million. But that's like, from a financial standpoint, I wouldn't be comfortable doing that because now I'm relying on things that I can't control. I could come in and be Spencer Rattler, and I could be better than the guy that's, that's that I'm backing up. You probably up. could. You but probably could be. The coaches but aren't going to play me because they don't think they I'm ready. They may not, but the whole thing about it is you could give me one guy making $2 million that went back to school you need to give me a lot more people. It's a couple that's doing dudes. It. But a lot more people. But the ultimate thing, if those, like I said before, mm-hmm. if they are making that level of money, they are probably going to get drafted in first, second, third round, something like that, to where they will make their money up. So I don't think a guy going top three rounds is going to say, I'm going back to school because of. He was, he had dropped down to fourth or fifth, did he not? Correct. Okay. But if they're in the first, second, third, they are still going to that draft. Oh, well, that you're because, not going to have to worry Rattler about. And if Spencer Rattler gets drafted in the first or second round, his endorsement deals will overshadow the $2 million easily. I think the conversation is more about the bottom-tier guys. Because obviously for a the Bryce Young guys, and a C.J. The, Stroud, if you're going to be a top-five pick, you're going to come The bottom-tier guys are going to come into this league and get – Six eighty five as a base salary, and, and for some of them, their NIL money in college and is more than that. I so why come out? To you, most of them are not there. I got the names pulled up right here. Do you know any of these quarterbacks? Na- Na- I didn't know. So if KJ Jefferson from so Arkansas. If you don't know them, they probably won't be getting drafted very very high. That's what I'm trying to say is we're losing our middle class between the third and sixth round, who make up most of the backups in the league right now. Are Third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. But you, you know don't what? have a bunch of first round picks I, as backup. There are not thirty two backup jobs open in the NFL right now. Not thirty two jobs open. I don't think we have enough good quarterbacks. That's but that's ultimately the bigger not problem. 30, it's still not thirty two jobs open, young man. Be Mr. Finley. We're gonna take a break here. We get back. Oh Lord, we're gonna find out. <laughs> talk a little bit about which conference championship game is going to be better: AFC, NFC. I love both of them. And then at twelve thirty, Martin Bayless will join us. Played in Kansas City, also played a year here in Washington. We'll get his take on the AFC championship game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 